listening to the otaku spirit anime cast my name is andrew and i'm joined here with chris yo and today is a spoiler cast episode people like be the, warned people like the last one there's gonna be lots of size so we decided to do this no we're not udasai anything <laughs> we're gonna talk full-on spoilers of the listed shows that we're gonna go through um, i'm not sure exactly which order we're gonna go i just kind of made an outline and so we so we're not going them. to have uh, like 30 minutes worth of size. no the the thing with this one is if you hear us say that we're going to start talking about a certain show, that's the point in which you, you'll give it given time, but that's the point in which you'll want to cut off. Um, this show is basically built for people that are actually watching all these shows. Um, so if you're not watching but one show, you can look into the show notes and you might find, you, you'll find the timestamps for where we talk about a particular show. So you can just jump ahead. Um, and I might even put this on YouTube so that people have the timestamps there too. Um, but yeah, the idea is that as we go to these, each one of these, you're going to have to decide yourself if you're going to continue on listening on or cut off from that point. Cause it's just, just to give the full perspective. Cause usually when we do the reviews, we're like being very careful about saying anything spoilerish. We usually stick about the one to three episode point to give you an idea of the story. And then we just kind of divulge information about the show. This is where we can kind of just unload and. Yeah, and people for some reason like to hear what we actually think about certain things. So yeah, so the people that like go, well, you review this, but you didn't talk about these this final point that's really great, and it's like, well, because that's the review is for people that haven't watched it, and this is for people that have watched it, so they can listen to our full the reasons why we say what we say for reviews. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Um, but yeah, did you want to start off with Gundam or did you want to skip that? Because we kind of divulged into it a lot with our last podcast, where we were kind of being very. Let's do it. We're going uh-huh. to do Mobile Suit Gundam, Iron-Blooded Orphans, up to episode 9. That's what we've watched so far. So if you have not watched up to episode 9 of Iron-Blooded Orphans, this is the point which you'll skip forward or stop listening. Um, not, not too much to really spoil here, so don't, I wouldn't be too worried about it. But uh, yeah, we, we were kind of joking about Chris starting to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, once it became Moe. <laughs> I, I totally missed the opportunity to... to, 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 to pokey again when you were talking about it because you were like yeah and then i there was a, a bunch of stuff that started getting explained it's like yes you should, you're starting to actually pay attention to what the story is so you, things start making sense to you <laughs> um but yeah i i've really liked 
how Orga has, I mean, both Orga and Mika not so much, but Orga mo- mostly because it, I think he's one of the characters I I was off put by him at first because he does have the, the beak hair thing going on, which everybody makes fun of. Um, but I like how he's really developing as a character throughout the entire show. He's constantly the character who is dealing with, I am, I've brought this brotherhood together. I'm bringing this brotherhood forward. We got to find money. Um, dealing with, well, I don't want to be part of this group because then we're going to separate it. I want to keep everybody together. Uh, and I like we were kind of mentioning the idea of him, him being terrified of Mika, in a right. sense. He he's he's constantly pointing out that I always had those eyes looking at me, referring to Mika. Mika could constantly have that perspective shown where he looks over and Mika's looking at him. And they keep doing that over and over again to push that point that he's always got those eyes burning into the back of his head. <laughs> and it's 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 weird, but I really like that chemistry. It's not a bros thing. It's a it almost gives the sense of ter- being terrified of somebody, but at the same time trusting that they'll do anything you ask them to do. It's it's very hard to explain, but it's it's just a, it's a very unique chemistry that I really enjoy. Yeah, and and the the funny thing is, is okay when the 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 whole Chris got into it when it became Moe. It, <laughs> it's 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 a funny joke, but you know, in all seriousness, the it introduced a character, um, the the captain of this ship, and he has an entire harem of female characters that are uh, effectively running his ship, and yeah, it's, it's a fun joke, but in all seriousness, it the the cool thing about it is. This this character, his name is Naze, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he 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 came in and he, after their little battle, which was a very awesome battle, uh, they finally got him got to where they were face to face. Orga and and Naze are, are are sitting there on on these two couches, and they're talking back and forth, and Orga for the first time it showed his first kind of breakdown. And it was the first time that you actually seen him humanized and and was able to really delve into his mindset, his uh, his psyche, and why he does things the way he's doing them. Anxieties, I would say. His anxiety anxieties. You know, he it was the first time that you actually seen his flaws and why he was the way he was. At the same time, in this quote unquote Moe ship. <laughs> You had Kudilia, who was uh, with Amida, and they were in in the the, the daycare, and and you were seeing her um, embracing these sm- small children, and and actually seeing her humanized. And I, it, it was just overall, those few episodes were really good for humanizing these characters, and that's one of the reasons why I really latched on to these episodes. It, they were doing that before. Just going to point that out. No, they weren't. <laughs> yeah, they were. They show Orga breaking down all the time. It's just this was a moment that he... I, I like that he actually acknowledged the fact that, like I said in our last podcast, was this, uh, I, I wanted to stand at a level with this Naze guy, and I, I broke. And, and then I got talked down to, basically. Really cool. I was kind of thinking they might have did something where... Because they were, they were pushing Cordelia. They were pushing that group to take over Cordelia's thing completely. And she was kind of debating if she wanted to allow them to do it or if she was going to stick to the plan and go with Orga and, and Mika and, and their group. And I almost thought that for a minute there they were going to do this whole thing of, oh, well, we're going to cut off the Brotherhood thing and they're going to 
somehow get out of that situation. I'm like, no, you have to go through with this because he basically said, hey, Pops, I want you to put him at the same level as me, which I... I don't quite see... I see why, but at the same time, that was a, quite a stretch. This Nazagage just met Orga. He did have that whole breakdown moment of realizing how important Orga's people are to him is the same as Nazi's people to him. But to bring them on the same level in that group was... was a bit much, in my opinion. I don't know... They haven't really explained how. Well, if they do anything wrong, then, then Nazi is, is held accountable for it. Right. I mean, so, that's I mean, quite a, quite a, quite, you're well, putting that neck out the, there. <laughs> that was, that was the whole thing is, is Naze is taking a big chance with Orga's group. Right. That's the whole point. Right, right. And because he's willing to do that, that's why the Tezai was okay with it. Um, now on the, on the downside, if I seen any flaws, because I, I loved that, that entire sequence of events. I mean, yeah. I, I thought it was really well done. Um, on they're, the going down, they're going down a path that I didn't even... When I first started watching the show, I didn't know we were going to go to Jupiter and do this whole thing on the side. I thought it was going to be strictly focused on Earth. I like that they're doing this, this side tangent, so to speak. And now, on on the odd thing that I was I was a little bit conflicted with was Cudelia's uh, um, ultimatum, if you want to call it that, uh, where Tezai... Uh, uh, did his his um, offer to Cudelia, and I thought that was an interesting deal that they struck. I I I like that she took the time to think about it, but at the same time, I didn't because it was it was one of those things. It's you're 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 pretty much damned if you do, damned if you don't. And so, I mean, what's the point? Why why? Uh, why debate the issue if you like she she ended up coming out and saying is I'm there's already blood on my hands I mean there's right there's no- well they were they were basically saying we're gonna we're gonna do this for you right and she's like no I want to see this to the end I don't want to I don't want to just back off and let you take care of it I I've I've committed myself to this I want to see it through to the end right so yeah I do I don't quite understand why there was a, a hesitation but at the same time. I, I I lost the point that I had in my head, but the other one I was wondering about is Fumitan. They have are you are you I I mixed on her because every time they show her she gives shifty eyes and it's like they keep kind of putting this thing in my they keep planting the seed in my head about her being a double agent in some way. And I'm not liking that because she does seem like she's very devoted to uh Cordelia. Um she's obviously is has some kind of past and something very smart because she's a very smart woman and she does a lot of things that catch people off guard making the patch com uh, com lines and stuff but again they keep showing her shifting her eyes and i'm wondering is it just her personality or are they overly hinting at something i think so but it, i think it's also um more it's probably going to be one of those things that's misunderstood up and up until the last minute or maybe she was told to do something but she decides not to do it because she's I think it's probably going to be one of those she's she's being protective of Cudelia doing things that might counter Orga's group yeah because she she feels that Cudelia was in the right danger yeah I can see that too um but yeah that was that was that was mainly all the most of the points I want to hit I've been really enjoying it all the way through so um now if they flat out make her into a uh a um 
a double agent, that's going to irritate me. Like, right, big right. time. <laughs> that's my fear, is that whenever I see the shifty eyes, I go, I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. You're showing too much devotion to do that, so... You're breaking something if you if you go down that route. So don't don't do it. <laughs> um, are you on the bandwagon of biscuit dying? Everybody keeps talking about biscuits gonna die. Uh, as long as the lollies are don't die, I'm fine. We're back on the lollies again. <laughs> um, we we really wanted, didn't want to talk about this next one, but we're gonna move on to uh, Concrete Revolution. Uh, we're on episode eight. Uh, not too much to talk about here. More just really explaining in full details. My issues with it, I don't know what, what Chris is on with that page. Um, I kind of agree with, uh, I think it was uh, AA Podcast. They were talking about this element of it being a very good food, and then you eat it, and then you puke it up. It's still that same food, but you just destroyed it. <laughs> and it kind of makes sense the same realm, because that was kind of what I was saying, I think, in my first impression, was this element of, it looks like there's something cool here, but we're constantly all over the place, and we took forever just to figure out where or what is the future and what's the present? And I got attached to the the scarf thing, um, but I think my biggest issue with the show that's been happening so far is just these these really weird writing that they have. Like the uh, the one that comes to my mind was that whole thing with the comedians. I actually kind of like the comedians; those were that was kind of cool. And then at some point, somebody dies, and they mourn him for, like, two seconds, and then make a joke, and then walk away and to the sunset. And it's like, wait, you were... The guy just died. <laughs> is he is he dead? I mean, is he, and I was like, is he going to pop in the next scene? I honestly didn't think he was dead up until the point... I thought he was like... going to pop in the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had the, the, the episode with the... The what was it the common writer with well, the the guy from the his past that he idolized, um, and there was that other Golden, group that or was Rainbow trying, Mask. Yeah, I think so. And they were they were trying to capture him or something by claiming that they had his helmet, and they had this whole scene in front of the 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 house, and the guy shows up on the roof, and he goes to and the guys attack him, and it's like, why are they attacking him right now? That just completely shows that they're bad guys. You're 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 putting too much effort into stopping him. That you're you're showing your cards way too early. Lots of little things like that. But I I, I think my biggest frustration is just this all over the place. And I liked Earth Chan. Earth Chan maybe was my favorite episode. I, I still like yeah, her. I like Earth Chan. Um, I like Emmy. I I think she's got a lot of really cool lot mystic of, to her. But I think everything a, else. A lot I'm of my getting. frustration is is more in the characters themselves. I. I just don't have time to work with any of the characters. I'm true. I that's that's my biggest frustration. I, the the time jump thing. I mean, that's minor in comparison. The artwork is gorgeous. I absolutely love the artwork, but it's different because I I just don't have any time to actually do. I there's so many characters right now. I'm not sure who's who outside of you know the the Jiro and and the 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 fox girl which i'm guessing she's a fox girl i'm not really sure who what she is shapeshifter yeah um and then i know she was like more of a spirit she wasn't really a shapeshifter yeah i got the impression she may be a nine tails fox or some right. kind of a fox goddess or something like that um, they keep showing the foxes around her yeah they're all commies uh the 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 magical girl i like her and then the the balloon kid he turns into a balloon or he's a spirit of some sort 
those are about the only ones that I've gotten any real attachment to, but I'm not going to say development-wise. Jiro has gotten a little bit of development. They haven't really touched uh, Magical Girl at all, and you do know that uh, the, the Fox Girl is tied into Jiro's past somehow, but that's that's about it. I, I, I really would love to see the bug lady come back and decide that she does actually like him all of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm assuming at some point they're just going to reveal that Jiro doesn't like how the organization is handling things, so he goes all, all rogue. Um, or they're gonna, they kind of showed with the the Rainbow Rider guy, whatever. Uh, the leader of that group, the the supernatural people saver group, uh, kind of doing side trades, and so it's obviously that's probably not going to jive with him or something like that, but. I know there's it's 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 a struggling one because there's a lot of things that I like a lot of the a few of the stories that I like and then the rest of it's just kind of like why are why is, why is that character doing that that doesn't make any sense why why are they saying I don't think this that why are they recovering from this situation so quickly I don't yeah. think they're bread crumbing very well and, and and because of the fact that they're they're, bread, they're bread crumbing all over the place all yeah you see the outlines. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's obvious they're trying to breadcrumb, and I and I see that they're doing. It's 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 like one of those He's trying to figure out. It's what, like, <laughs> are they breadcrumbing? Yeah, it's like this this one big old guy. He's going, okay, you keep going with your your story, but here here is a breadcrumb and puts a big old huge you know uh, <laughs> chunk of bread in front of you. <laughs> but it's like, they, I mean, it's obvious that these things are breadcrumbs, but it's it. It's not very cohesive going from episode to episode, and oh, that kaiju episode, and 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 it and it's frustrating because you really, really, because of the artwork, I want to see this do well. I like, I like a couple of the characters. I want to see them really more fleshed out, and I think that's generally my biggest frustration is I want this up this show to do so well, and I I just am not getting it. I mean, it's so frustrating. I think it's, I'm right there with you. I think it's a lot of it to do with the characters because a show like this needs characters because they're dealing with too many situations of moral choices, moral decisions, uh, how this situation affects the person makes them decide to do this instead. And you kind of have to know the characters in order to accept that kind of a storytelling. Yeah. Obviously, Jiro is going to break away from the group. I need to know what he, th- how he thinks, and I think they're doing decently well with Jiro, just not really anybody else. Why is Kiku not followed Jiro right off the bat? How, yeah. Why is she? You would think that the magical girl would be all over following him, and you do know that she's she's asking him why he left. Yeah, she's but, twenty now. She wants him to yeah. know that. <laughs> <laughs> but but based on what I know of this character, he is she is absolutely. Um, <sighs> She sees him as a moral compass, so anything that he does, she would naturally follow. There's, there's no, there's no in between. Uh, there's I don't agree a- with that because she often uh, conflicts with him on a regular basis. I don't think she agrees with what he chooses to do quite frequently. I think she's the the bounce off for him. He'll do something, and she goes, "You can't kill that person." Oh, by the way, after you just complained about it. I did this, um, and I just wanted to wait for you to complain for five minutes before I told you that I did this, and you're going to be okay with it now. I don't know. I don't know. The, 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 the kaiju thing bothered me, too. I, I was The kaiju thing was pretty cool, the, the story itself and, and developing the kaiju, and then the, 
the ending to that arc was like, why did they just do that? This, none of this makes any sense. What's going on? <laughs> they, they started making it angry and it kills everybody. And it's like, why are we doing this? Train flying through the air and exploding in his face. What? I don't know. I don't get it. <sighs> one Punch Man. Let's, let's move on to One Punch Man before people hate us too much about Concrete Revolution. Uh, no, let's move on to because one, then everybody's going to hate me. Let's move on to One Punch Man so everybody can hate Chris alone. <laughs> Um, I, I think they've been doing an excellent job on the animation on this show. Uh, we're, we went up to episode nine, by the way. So if you have not watched One Punch Man and Nine, then run away. Uh, not again, not really much to spoil because it's that type of show. I like Moomin Rider. He he really stepped it up in the last episode. Yeah, that Moomin was pretty Rider's awesome. awesome. I I wasn't quite getting the purpose of him. He would show up, and I was kind of like, okay, he's that character that gets the credit for things that he didn't really do because he just shows up and he's brave. Um, but standing up against that. Whatever the hell that thing was, the, the king of the sea or whatever it was, was really cool because, and having the, the, the crowd cheering him on was just, somebody kind of pointed out that I was, I was favoring the show when it wasn't a, a, a satire, or not a satire, a, a parody of, of, of this type of genre, but it's that would be like, me. well, <laughs> no, it was Tori. Um, no, that would be me that does that, not you. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Um, I I liked how they balanced the parody, I think, in this case. It was, it, there was a brief moment here and there where they threw a joke in there or broke an element of uh, the shonen and the, and, the, and the superhero. But at the same time, they were... Yeah, I guess you can say it's not parody because it's not funny, but at the same time, it was breaking the rules all the same at the, at the same time. And I, I just really liked the whole scene. It was... It wasn't that I I hate the parody. I like when they do the parody stuff. It's just this was the first time I, I kind of pointed out where they keep bringing up parody that I've seen before, so it's not as funny to me. Um, I kind of mentioned I don't know if it was in our first impression or something that I they use we we've seen things like Iron Man and stuff like that do these things already. The whole element of a of a board superhero or whatever somebody that's not really your quote-unquote superhero that's always trying to do good this was the first case where they did a whole bunch of solid writing in one big chunk and i liked every bit of it they had a sense of dire which has never been in any other the episodes because they're always here's backstory one punch man punched them they're dead this is a case where they just they they divulged everything perfectly i've never seen it done that way um, the characters were all strong, the, the performances, the, 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 the crowd, everything was just perfect. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely loved the last episode. I thought it was, it was f- <laughs> for once that they actually took the time to build everything up. Like, like Andrew was saying, I, I liked the fact that Genos was in there. I liked a lot of the, the other characters you, you've seen a lot of, a lot of these heroes coming up and saying, look, uh, we ought to stand up. Otherwise, you know, there's these these people that are going to die. If we don't do nothing, who else will? And you know, then then Genos came came in and 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 his his sacrifice for the, for this young girl, the 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 uh, the C rank guy, not Moomin Rider, but the other C rank guy. He's sitting there, look, trying going through his inner monologues. De- deciding that look I need to stand up because I have to do something and then Moomin coming in and he act- him actually going in there and just doing those little 
stink hits on this guy, just showing that he he's going to do something. Whether he's going to s- succeed or not is be- beside the point. But the fact that he stood up when nobody else will—that's what makes him a hero. And I loved that. Um, and I and and when when Saitama came out, just it's it's raining. Can we get this over with? You know, it's yeah. like okay. That was cool. <laughs> the punch and just the rain gets pushed away was just epic. <laughs> Keeping with my theme, I, I do have to kind of point out there was lollies in that episode. <laughs> yep. Genos Genos is on the on the on the good side with the lolly orphanage. Oh, Chris Pout jumped up like, yeah, you go, Genos, yeah. <laughs> I, I just I feel it's so funny because Genos is just. It sucks that he's always the, let's show how powerful the boss is before Saitama shows up, but at the same time, he is always stinking epic. Like, his his design and just his attacks, everything about him is just so epic. The animation they're doing, there was this big controversy, of course, about the whole, oh my gosh, it's not as cool as the original comic, and they're not doing this scene correctly. And they, they, had, they had actually responded to that criticism at some point, saying like, Look, we're a small studio, and we're we we are very passionate though, and we're we're putting a whole bunch of effort into this thing. But remember, we're a small studio, and it's like, don't listen to them. You guys are doing an amazing job. I mean, the music, the the sound, the the animation. It's just every time Genos is in in action, it's like it's so epic, and the the spar between Saitama and Genos was like, oh my gosh, that was just amazing. <laughs> yes, I, somebody had said that they had they had a. Um... They were doing an interview with the director or something, and and they were like, "Hey, uh, I we," and they were talking about the budget, and they were he was saying, "Look, we have the same budget as everybody else has, so I mean, obviously, they're doing something." Yeah, I think that was probably the same quote that I got that from. It was just a look. We're we're just passionate, and we're doing we're doing as much as we can. It's like you guys are doing an incredible job, but. It does. I, I have to side with you on the whole cutesy thing because I, I definitely do want to see more of uh, the Tatsumaki girl, the the green girl. Yeah, she, she was. I mean, the few she, scenes that she was in, I love her attitude. I love her little spunk, um, and I need I need more of her. I'm not sure if it's fan art or what, but it looks like there might be something between uh, Saitama and, and and her. So that's gonna be cool. This could be good. Needs to happen. <laughs> Needs to happen. <laughs> Please um, humanize Sa- Saitama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's humanized. He needs to be humanized. Of course. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> he's not human enough. He's he's a very disgruntled worker. That's as humanized as <laughs> you can get. Uh, let's let's do a little fun with dances with devils. It's not going to be. What too are you much. going to do with? Uh, there is thing. one big spoiler in there. So if you have not watched Dance with Devils up to episode nine, uh, we're going to start discussing about that. Uh, first off, I have to say the most incredible part, point in this entire show was the singing uh, Pomeranians. That was just out of nowhere. Rowan and that whole thing was just I couldn't. That was that, that tickled me. I yeah, it did. It's like a whole chorus, <laughs> a chorus of them all lined up. That was out yeah, of nowhere. Andrew Andrew was rolling the entire time. <laughs> as much as we, I, I've been I've been enjoying the show. It hasn't been knocking my socks off or anything. There's a lot of things that Ritsuka does that drives me crazy. Um, but Meiji's thing was like, it, it got me. That was out of nowhere. I thought that was like way sweet little scene with her and, and Meiji. That was, I, I don't know. It was, 
it caught me off guard because I most of the show has kind of been, yeah, I'm going with you. I'm 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 still following you. That's that's fine. Okay. Which, which what what which one did he do? They kept teleporting to different locations, and they teleported to the the oh, beach when, side. When, and when she, he she fell and he caught him yeah, or, or caught her or something. And she kind of looked at him a certain way, and he kind of blushed, blushed, <laughs> and got caught off guard. It was that was a really cute little scene. I was like, okay, I, I ship Meiji. I, I ship Meiji. <laughs> I don't ship Urie. Urie, he is he is just psycho with his mask girls. Uh, Shiki is just way creepy, and I want to know the female out there that is on the Shiki train because the dude's a creeper. <laughs> he's way creepy. He's entertaining when I watch the show, but he still makes me cringe like the entire time he's around. Um, it was interesting with his whole thing of uh, being a fallen angel. But when Asuna went down, I was not seeing that coming, and I'm I'm still thinking. Shiki's gonna save her because I, I think Shiki had a thing for her, even though he kind of <laughs> poked at her face when she was on the ground. That was wrong. I'm just like I I don't wasn't the type of show that I thought would do something like that, so I'm still caught off guard. Yeah, shoujo's can get a little dark, <laughs> but Asuna she was cool. I'm still upset at that. And when, the, the 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 this yeah, it's not as bad as some of the previous shoujo's that I've or reverse harems, whatever you want to call them. Um, it's not as bad as some of them I've seen, uh, but she's still falling into the same trap of the dragged along to do all kinds of weird things. Stay in and, the house. Yeah. No, stay in the house. No, stay in the house. No, stay in the house. Ozna <laughs> no, dies. No, stay in the house. No. <laughs> what the heck, dude? You're getting people killed. Stop. Yeah, the Rim taking her off to do this thing, and Meiji taking her off to go and do their little rendezvous, and Shiki drags her off. Rowan, even the, the, the dog my, drags yeah, her off. Yeah, the, 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 the point is, is that she doesn't. I don't. I don't mind having the 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 kind of sub bottom type character, but. The the problem is the way that they write them. It tends to be way too overly submissive, like almost to the point of airhead. And that's really how this character is coming off. Is she just like, oh, well, whatever. If you think that this is what I need to do, then let's go and do it. And it's like, no. I mean, you 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 have this aversion to these characters. Why do you keep going to them? It's- oh yeah, it was it was the first time we had. She's she's confronted by them, and, and Lindo's like, you don't need to be around them. And it's like, okay, I can see she doesn't have any probable reason why these people are bad. So I can see her going back to them. That's fine. And then it kind of spells it out. There's magic happening, and she's like, oh, you're actually demons. You would think that that would be the point in which you go, okay, I, I, I'm I'm going to be over here. Um, <laughs> demons or no? Not, I don't know about you, but if I see that some group of people are literally demons, I don't want to be there. I don't want to have anything to okay. do with that. Even if you give them a little bit. Okay, the, the scene where Rim randomly decides, okay, I want a the Grimoire and a pawn. That's all I want. And she's like, well... Obviously, you don't want me. Yeah, she's like, you and care about like, me, don't you? No, you're a pawn. It's like, okay, seriously, you've been established now. <laughs> yeah, and then she, so she goes back, and then when Lindo gets in an argument with him, she's freaking out. And I mean, we we got to the point where it was like, okay, 
You're you're sitting here in the middle. Of, uh, it was when Ozna finally reveals that she's a exorcist to Ritsuka, and it's like you've been lying to me all the time. Yeah, it's like Dude, okay, there's what, an angel it, thing in yeah, front of you. There, there's a fight happening. This is not the time to be arguing about this. <laughs> but let's put a pin in it. Yeah, pin a pin. <laughs> put a pin in it. <laughs> Lost you. <laughs> but yeah, the the I mean, the same thing happened to Lindo when when he when they brought up the fact that he was an exorcist. It's like, <gasps> so you've been an exorcist this whole time. There's a demon right there, and you're worried about your brother being an exorcist. Yeah, I mean, obviously <laughs> these people are doing something to protect you. I think that's a step up from a friendship. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like I mean, I I just I, I I never care for this kind of main protagonist character. It irritates me. At least she's got the looks going for her. <laughs> that, that she does. Uh, let's move on to Beautiful Bones, Sakurako's Investigation. We're up to episode nine. Um, so this, again, is going to be the point in which if you have not watched up to episode nine, you got to run away or skip forward. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been enjoying the show all the way through. I, I, I like... There was maybe one story that I didn't really care for, uh, but it just has the ability to just rip your heart out and they're doing a lot with yeah I like the whole questioning and and bringing up the uh the mystery about what's happening and you're trying to solve it as they're solving it and they're not they're not treating you like you're stupid and at the same time there's these little snippets of cherishing loved ones like the grandma with Yuriko and uh again the grandma with Yuriko and then Ume here recently with Shotaro and his uh, his grandmother is like where you you got some you got some uh, who's that guy you got you got the, the wolf children writer in here somewhere and he just <laughs> punched me in the like I'm watching this mystery show and then this guy shows up and punches me in the gut and says ha and then walks away <laughs> it's like what the deal where'd you come from they're they're really making the characters believable and human in their experiences with their loved ones, I, I guess is what it is. They're, they're becoming relatable through the hardships that they face that technically some people that have watched it have actually faced realizing when they do something, it's because they love, you. yeah, it's, it's, it's typical stuff like, yeah, a grandma's going to keep every letter you send her. If she loves you, that's just what grandmas do. Um, how to spell out a, what, portrait that she wanted to give her by remembering what things that her grandma did with her and walking through that whole history was really sweet. I mean, it's just... This show's just knocking it out of the park in a lot of respect. Even even the episode with Yuriko and Itsuka, I think it was Itsuka that was with her, and looking for the suicide girl, it was like... I liked... Yuriko was just gorgeous. Her character design, everything is gorgeous. Having that whole segment with them and, and that struggle between... Uh, People having uh, own choices with their life and how they how they end it, and versus uh, cherishing life and trying to help somebody that might not be in the right state of mind. They're dealing with a lot of things that I just don't ever really see anime deal with. We've we've kind of pointed out this element before where they don't really do disabilities in shows. We we, we point that out with like Yuki Yuna with the with the wheelchair and everything. Mm-hmm. They just don't seem to have disabled characters in shows. And that's usually also involved with mental illnesses as well. And to have this idea of somebody wanting to end their life, 
it brought up those questions that I just never really see in anime. And it's like, okay, wow, that's cool. And of course it was the same thing with Yuriko's grandmother. They were, they were stuck on this idea that she committed suicide, struggling with how could she be in that state of mind? Did we just mistreat her? Did we, did we isolate her too much? It's, it's like I said, it's, it's dealing with those things very, very well. And I'm, I'm very surprised in that, in that regard. I love the – a lot of the episodes in the show just absolutely, like my brother was saying, just absolutely knock it out the park. Um, every once in a while, the, the, the downside to me is just here and there, there's those, those one episodes here and there that's like I, I, I just wish that they got it a little bit more. And it's, it's so frustrating because, I mean, in the, in the end of the show, I mean, I'm going to be – raving about it just like andrew is but it's there's those there's one or two episodes i mean the the dog episode in particular was probably the dog two episodes was probably one of the more frustrating sets of episodes for me and i and i I know that you loved it but no if in all truth be told i have loved every single episode except for the first one and the second uh dog episode that basically the one with the the guy that thought he was going to die this the the delivery at the end of that second part wasn't that fulfilling and the first episode i thought the show was gonna be garbage but besides those two i, I i've been yeah the, loving every single episode yeah the the that those those would probably be those those episodes were the ones that i I didn't care for it because every other episode has been absolutely That's phenomenal, seven phenomenal I mean, ones yeah. and two blah. <laughs> that's not saying well, much. That, three I'm for just me, wondering but, why you you're know? pointing out two episodes of well, no, this entire that's, great that's thing. Three for me, and and that's and that's the thing is is three episodes for me compared to it's like when when we were we were ta- talking about it before it was like okay we've gotten into the the that particular set of episodes and it was like. No, I'm not very fulfilled with this, and and I'm I'm afraid of it because of I, at the time that was two episodes good and two episodes that were not so good to me, and then when that third episode came up, it was like okay, now I'm even more disappointed. I've got three to two, <laughs> and then now the last four episodes have been great. So I mean, to me, it's like I. I, I, I want the, whoever's in charge of these three episodes to stay away. <laughs> You're being so negative. It's so weird. Every now and then you do this little thing where you like point out there's these these three episodes that ruined everything. It sounds like you're saying that. I know you're not really saying that, but you don't do that with any other show except for this one. Why are you so stuck on those three episodes? The 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 baby toe thing was like, oh my gosh, that tore me up. That that whole. It was hard to follow, to be honest, and I, I'm thinking of re-watching that episode, but just this whole element of this, this, these three children, basically, who made what, what you can consider to be a mistake, and how that their family treated them, that basically led to somebody dying, uh, and a baby being discarded, was just like, it, that was just painful, and just how they they transition from here's this tragedy of baby to tr- a tragedy of these three friends and having no real sugar coating to it to be honest was just that was just painful and 
And then to at, top, top that off was the whole situation with Shotaro and and uh, Sakurako at the end was like, you didn't you didn't sweeten that at all. <laughs> I know you tried to make a funny little cute thing at the end, but you did not save that episode that was just gut-riching the entire time. Yeah. It's just a really, really, really good writing, and I just want to point that out. I thought the rather put, than the two I thought bad the pudding episode. <laughs> I thought the pudding episode was yeah, that was epic. Ume and, Ume and his, his grandma. Yeah, that was that was really good. And it's one of those one things where it's like, really, Shotaro, you don't really are you are you that blind? I guess it's the whole thing where he's stuck on what he thought of as a child, and he's not he's not reexamining it with his more adult shonen. <laughs> shonen. <laughs> yeah, he deserves to be called shonen if he didn't didn't change his perspective on the whole. I thing. thought, I thought, I thought. Like I said, it, I think that there's a lot of great writing in this show. It really is. He just wanted to point out the bad ones. Anyways, let's move on to. Uh, I don't know if I really have anything for Tawadawamano. Um I just really, I'm hoping here soon that they start getting into more deep stuff on it. Like the world itself, I I am liking all the cameos. There's a though. lot, a, a lot of character building that has happened, and that's what what. See, okay, we're, well, I don't want to scare anybody. So, Utuwaramono up to episode nine is is the point here. I, I do agree. I love how much character development they're they're doing, just like we did with what we liked about the first Utuwaramono with with the here's the characters, let's develop them and flesh them out before we move on to grander things. And they're giving that more time than they did with the original series. Mm-hmm. It's just my fear is I know this is the kind of stuff that gets people turned off on oh, it. Oh, yeah. And that's what I, I don't agree. want to happen mm-hmm. is really the thing. Um, granted, there was a couple episodes I didn't really care for. I, I did not like having the the uh, the Fujoshi thing thrown in here, even though it doesn't really fit this world at all. But just seeing... I especially love the, the uh, Tuskaroo stuff. Bringing Tuskaroo into the mix kind of broadens the world a little bit while giving a lot of backstory to Kuon. Right. But again, I know this is going to be something that people just see as fluff and nothing but fan service. It is fan service, but at the same time, they're giving that development, which I really it's, like. It's, it's frustrating because the, it, it doesn't seem to have a real direction right now. Right. Yeah, I mean, I love the artwork style. I love the, the characters. I love what they're doing. The, the the tie-ins to the old stuff, but I don't really see them in heading anywhere. They're just conglomerating and and being fluffy. And yeah, that's good for the the fan service and the character builds, but it doesn't really give me much of a direction in in the it doesn't. I I don't have any any risk coming out. I don't have anything that is driving me to go from episode to episode, except for I, here's my daily do- or my weekly dose of here comes auto Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Upgraded auto No, see the, the thing, cause really all we've had shown so far is that Ukon is, is this, this general, they point out the pillars. They, they've hinted at this idea of one of the pillars might be corrupted. Um, the only thing I can really see coming out of, out of the, the from the side is really, Another nation exploiting that pillar to try to take down this nation that he's he's that Haku is basically being brought into. I did like the whole element of he thinks he's doing really crappy jobs, but in actuality, he's he's actually building him a name. Ukon, 
and this is what I'm kind of drawing from it. Ukon is 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 building a name for Haku from the shadows, and eventually it might be shown that Haku is the one that is helping the people so much because they they keep pointing out like, oh my, some person came out of nowhere. I I didn't see him, but my roof is fixed now. Right. I don't know if that's going to lead into something or if it's just something to make build Haku him into grown. becoming a, a pillar. I I, I can see right. that. Right. I and and at some point, yeah, I can see the 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 two pillars clashing and and then you know. There, there, therein lies your your little uh, your your war coming out, and he's obviously super smart, so he's going to be a strategist. And but you got to you got to give a little bit more to keep people interested because right now, right no, now it's and, only for people who like the old show. Right, is really who, who's really going to be uh, fixed with this? Um, because as many people point out, there's too many onsen scenes. <laughs> I'm fine with it. <laughs> Because even the ladies get some fan service, too. Come on. Uh, do we have anything for Heavy Object? I, I, I guess I can really ex- express a little bit of frustration with Heavy Object. We're up to episode 9 on Heavy Object. I can I can point out one big flaw with this show. Melinda's, like, never doing anything. <laughs> he never does nothing. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I, I still like the chemistry. I like the banter. I, I've gotten used to the, how they never shut up. Um, and I've grown to kind of like it. And I kind of expected that. I mean, when we came into it, it was like, wow, these guys just never shut up and they talk way too much. And we kind of attribute that to probably being from the fact that it's from a, a novel. They have to explain things through through conversations. Um, and I think it, it, it translated well once you get used to it. But yeah, I kind of, my biggest frustration with the show so far is just the fact that it's too much focus on Quinthar and Javia taking down these things and Melinda's always off this side. Hime's off this side, not really doing anything. And they keep pointing her out and it's like I can see you go off on your own with Quinthar and Javier and just do the thing but you keep pointing out Melinda and she's over there kind of just can I do something <laughs> and it's like what stop showing me her if you're not going to do anything with her yeah she's 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 become I mean she before it was like okay these heavy objects are really awesome and then at some point they kind of downgraded her and <laughs> now they're downgrading her to like underwhelming and pretty soon she's going to be point almost pointless. So it's like the, the, the whole point, point, we kind of point out that it was, it's really cool. The idea that they're showing this element of the military thinks they're useless. It's all about the objects. And now we're having this element of the entire battlefield being changed and how they're bringing the politics into going, we can't have that because then people are going to think that these objects are flawed and we, we can't have that. We need to keep it as the objects. And I almost have like this inner thought of maybe they're going to address this at some point. But you're you're essentially with what Quinthar and Javier are doing, you're essentially bringing back into the world the idea of sending out thousands of people to die. Right. Which is the heavy objects have alleviated that. They've they with the heavy objects or with the objects, you're essentially bringing casualties down right and it's cool that they're taking these down but at the same time you're going to bring those casualties back up because they think they could do that um so it's 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 a it's cool and they can definitely address some cool things they've addressed a lot of cool things it's just when's when's he going to get a chance to shine and i didn't even have that moment where they were like okay Melinda, you can go take out this thing. And I'm like, yay, she's going to go take something. And she's darting across the field. And I'm like, yeah, she's going to take something out. And then Quinthar's like, do this. And then she does it. And if she wins, it's like, she had her chance and you still took the limelight from her. What the heck is up with that? <laughs> Ugh. 
Poor Belinda. It, I was totally thrown off too when they showed uh, Javier's girl, the one that he's. Uh... <laughs> I thought it was Belinda. I totally thought it was her. I was like, why the heck is she saying freaking and stuff? I'm like, she had like this completely different dialogue, and I'm going, man, she got really fussy with with Felicia, <laughs> whatever her name is. I'm like, wow, she's she's got some tongue on her now. And then I realized, wait, oh, now she's talking to Javier, and they're watching porno or something while <laughs> killing ammo things really, really quickly. <laughs> she's yelling at him, and he's just going, oh, I'm going faster, sorry, my lady, or something like that. Really weird. I, so weird. I was half expecting What's-Her-Face to show up and then <laughs> turn around and actually be her What's or something like that. It? <laughs> Knock it off. That was a good scene. I like that. I, I like a lot of the a lot of the little chemistry they have. So, but it's going. And this is another one like Utwatamano where it's going twenty four or whatever episodes. So she might get her time in the in the light. But I thought it was really sweet, Javier and his his girl. I like the whole scene. <laughs> just just say oops and and hit a button. Oops, you hit the wrong button. <laughs> oops. <laughs> Yeah, and then it kind of. Ex- I was like, I was, I was hoping that they, somebody would at least explain it to her what happened because it was like the whole moment of he basically saved her life, and I thought it was just gonna get brushed over, and she never know that she he saved her life. But it was, it was really cute. I I do think that the Javier went up in the the meter real quick on that episode. The um, I think the um, cell phone is still hanging out there, and they're gonna probably come back to bite us. I, I was wondering why they never really addressed that. Uh, so yeah, they can they can. Well, the main thing I can see is them opening up the cell phone and seeing the the dialogue and and then realizing that Quinthar is I don't know. There's something they could do with that. I'm I'm thinking that, that they, thing's got to be broken by now. It must be waterproof. They they could play into uh, the uh, kidnap the princess trope type stuff. She thinks that she's talking to Quinthar. And... But he has n- at no point got a new cell phone and say, here's my new number. I lost my last phone right. after this last, what, five months it's passed? <laughs> Come on. They better not do that. Oh, uh, I agree completely. I agree think with that. It's... We're on the same page then. I think that's an absolutely cheap thing. I mean, it at least come out and show, okay, there's a new cell phone. Some Do something. Otherwise, you're leaving that... That little is it one of your one of your big old plot holes plot, plot pits, <laughs> and that flute calibration scene. I I liked it. That was real. <laughs> that was that was naughty, but it was really great. I liked that. Um, he's never allowed in that room again. I bet <laughs> <laughs> he's just going off, and she's going off. Um, that's <laughs> what we got is Seraph of the end. Battle in Nagoya. So, again, if you have not watched up to episode 8 of Seraph of the End, Battle in Nagoya, uh, this is the point in which you run away or skip forward. Um, I've, I've, I have said it in the first impression, I'm loving what they're doing with this show right now because they're just opening it up so huge. Um, having the fact, of course, they went to the battle with, with at Nagoya. Just the fight with Wesker was awesome. <laughs> I like that you pointed out. I also like with this whole. I, it was one of those things where I I, th- I thought I knew what he did. And then you pointed out, and I'm like, yeah, he did that. He totally picked up his assistant and used him as a shield. <laughs> um, but just the fight with him, it really, I did well in in producing that element of how powerful these these uh, nobles the the nobles. 
Yeah, the nobles. How powerful the nobles are. I, I This is one of the few shows where I like a lot of the vampires more than I do the main cast. Uh, Crowley, Chess, and, and, and Scold. I love that three, especially with, with Chess. I think she's just... I love her character design and everything, but... Just their banter back and forth. Carly's like, oh, here's this weapon that they use now. Let me try it on you, Chess, and knocks her. Any weapon's going to be powerful with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that that group, and it frustrates me more because I know they're going to eventually kill somebody that I don't want them to kill, and then I'm going to be conflicted. Um, but for right now, I just I think they're really, really awesome. But We finally got our first significant death since the first episode of the first season. <laughs> it's like... It's been a while. Well, yeah, that's. I think that's been our first significant death. If he actually dies. No, Ihara. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you. She's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we said, we're at, we're like at episode eight. So Yuchiro just downed a bunch of pills and fell over, and they're like, <laughs> "He's dead. He's not dead. We know he's not dead." Dude's um, gonna freak out and in, into uh, seraph mode, and then Michaela's dialogue. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't think about that. I I seen a shot with with Michaela's gonna find Yuchiro. He's not gonna bite him. You think? That would be totally awesome. Finally, oh, I want to watch that episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> I I could well, totally that would be take on them board out of the demon group. Then that would I'm I'm totally on board with that. Oh, yeah, and just make it cruel make it, and chess. Yeah, and and then get all the yeah, epic. Get 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 Shinoa over get, get into Mitzvah. the vampire no, side. No, you can leave. You leave Shinoa over there. No, get no, no, no. I'm bring not Mitzvah. on board with this. If, if Shinra is pretty cool no, too, you can if, bring Shinra over. Also, if if Shinoa is not on on the on the vampire side, I'm not on board with this this theory anymore. I'm on board with it. You can have her be the new Mikaela walking around, <laughs> discarding everybody and whining about the fact that she wants you to draw. I, I have to admit, I, I've not been liking Mikhaila this entire series uh, season because he just kind of seems, he's too stupid anymore. He He's just one track mind. I don't know if it's just writing in the fact that he's just... No dynamics. He's, I don't know if it's just an element of the vampire in him is, conf- is breaking his mind or what, but so far all they've shown me is that he's just obsessed with Yutro. He's not going to listen to anybody. He's 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 listening to no reasoning. So you have a situation like with Ahara there, and her do this, this, and this. Would, were you trying to protect Yuichiro? No, you were probably using him too. It's like really that line was stupid. I'm sorry, you're, you're, you've you've lost all my respect. Of course, her her dying was pretty sad too because that was that was like I said, it was like one of the first significant deaths since the first episode of the first season. We've we've pretty much been playing all the cards safe since then. Um. So maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna start doing maybe they're gonna start being more bold from here on out. Who knows? They got to be careful because they they have a very limited actual cast. No, this <laughs> that was the one thing I was gonna no, point out. I mean, I'm talking about a main, has... the main cast. You cannot do anything with Mitsuba Yuichi. Um, even even but they're doing so well Yoichi, bringing new people in though. Even Yoichi and um and what's his face are bordering on the edge. Well, of, yeah. You, I mean... Yu's main crew is untouchable, in my pretty opinion. Pretty much. She, uh, Shihar, even like Shiharo and, and Yuichi, they've been through too many situations where they faked the death already. You can't really play that card anymore with those two characters. Yuichi nearly lost himself to the demon, 
and they they rescued him. Uh, Shihao nearly lost himself the demon, and they rescued him somehow. Mitsuba, maybe I'm not sure. I don't think they've developed her enough to to play her as a card. Um, and Shinoa is untouchable. There ain't no doubt about that. Um, I mean, but outside even, of, even Gurin, outside of them, even Gurin, which which would be kind of a touchy one. I mean, even if they go through the process of they're they're going to hold that card for a they're going to hold that one. Uh, what's going if they if they play that card, it's going to be with Kurato. And it'll be like five seasons later. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be it'll be, that's a that's a big card that they're they, they're holding for. Gurin's a while. keep Gurin's keeping them away from Kurito, so right. he he he's he's the one that's keeping them together and away from any other influence. He is the reason they're together, and so to not have him there, it it, it damages that that bond. So I know Gurin's not going anywhere. It would be way later, but they they've been like I say I was, I was gonna say I had a lot of trouble deciding which of the characters to put on my outline because there's a lot of characters in the show and one of the things i wanted to point out in this this discussion is i and i'll probably point out in the review is i like how diverse the cast is the the character designs all the characters look unique they all have different personalities and they're doing so well in producing all those personalities and it's a it's a a tribute to the the good writing they have in the show so far I don't think there's enough cruel tre- uh, tre- tepes, but <laughs> yeah, I, and that's, she was that's another one. That's, that's, that's another one. <laughs> I mean, I let, let, let me let me put it this way: if if anything was to happen to cruel, would you keep watching the show? Mm-hmm. Because she's not a staple yet. I, I really like her character. I really like her voice acting, but at the same time, she's not really what's making the show anymore yeah and that's and that's the frustrating thing she's she's right there on the on the on the clips i could i'm but you I'm know actually, actually they're gonna have to they have to her, address her does suck they <laughs> have to address her at some point because she is so she's, she's by far she's one of japan's the, main well not really the main noble but She's like a significant role in that whole well, area, and, and, region. and you get the impression that the the who who is that the Farid is that the guy that that keeps taunting Michaela yeah. and I I I get the impression die, that at some point yeah he really does because as long as he's alive, Cruel is in 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 danger because obviously <laughs> we're, we're upset about Cruel being in danger. And he's a bad guy. That's so great. Because uh, effectively, he's the guy who is obviously has something against Cruel, and he's the wild card. And and, and yeah, he he's a great evil guy, but Cruel is a lot of the almost the antihero. And 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 this is all this this that's thing. What's, is, that's what's cool, and, and we kind of pointed that out with our discussions on it before. Is there technically isn't a good side and a bad side, right? Because what what Cruel basically presents to the entire group of her vampires is, look, w- the the reason we're doing this is because the humans screwed up and they are our lifeline. We need to protect them from them, th- protect them from themselves. We need to protect them from this thing that they unleash. And they're and they're and they're showing Kureto and 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 Gurun and these things that they're doing. So obviously. They're hinting at the idea that what they're doing is taking uh, uh, vampires and converting them into demon weapons, and therefore that's what they're using to fight back with uh, against the, the the vampires. And so you you get this entire 
aspect of okay, obviously they're they're experimenting on these kids. They've already talked about the idea that um, Yoichiro, Yoichiro and and Michaela is is are are experimented. I think they're implying that the rest of the the group that Grin is over is is actually being experimented on. Um, that's why they are excelled farther than most most demon army teams, and all of this goes into this aspect of there's evil in the uh, in the human side like andrew was saying there both sides have got their bad side bad things but cruel herself is is shown as trying to make do with what she can and so she's kind of come out as kind of this anti-hero although at the same time her her in herself has not been developed on very much. Yeah, I think it helps the fact that they haven't really shown Cruel being the at the front lines. I mean, if they showed her out there just slaughtering uh, demon the the demon army people, it would probably be a different story. But she's always behind everybody else, you know, pointing the finger to where they go. And I think that kind of helps keep her away from being a violent person. You're right. you're just seeing her as making a decision based off of when you know she's probably like Shaltier, one of those. She, she, <laughs> no, she, you don't want to take her, teeth. You don't want to tick off that girl. No, t- no tunnel of teeth in this show, please. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the awesome, you know, blocking every knife with her fingernail oh, yeah. type oh, yeah. stuff. I mean, you you seen it in the first episode with her basically knocking the crap out of uh, well, second episode knocking the crap out of Farid. Um. But yeah, I think the only characters really been shown as being really evil is a lot of the uh, the side vampire characters who really have no desire but to treat the humans as 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 cattle, and Ferret as being the character that is you know being a conflict to Cruel, who is a character that is being developed as a character to be likable. And I, I think that's a big thing. Is, is well, I've it goes with the whole it. idea of her not being in the front line is, is they're developing her to be likable. I, I I would say the same for Kurito and almost for Gurun. Both of them Gurun is a little bit more more humanized, but not as much. Uh but Kureto is absolutely ambitious. He wants he's going to do it his way. Yeah, Kurito and, is, is the ferret of the of the human side. Because he's Right. He's he, they've already shown how vicious he is. I mean he he practically killed his, his was pretty much saying he's going to kill his his, his uh, brother his, as soon as he's was useless. His brother? Yeah, it was his brother um, wiped out his entire group without even bl- pretty much flinching. Like I'm going to kill you, um, so shut up, kind of thing. <laughs> so yeah, he, he I I really the only true antagonist that we're really seeing is Ferret and, and Kuruto. And he, like I and said, see, even with Crowley and and, and the, his group, it's like they're they're technically bad, but they make them likable for some reason. Who? Crowley and his his oh yeah Crowley that I was getting ready to say is Crowley and his group what is nice about them is they just revel in their power yeah it's not that they're necessarily evil they just revel in their power they like being powerful and that that's a that's a charismatic trait you you like that the the whole thing the the allure to the idea of being a vampire is eternal life and powers that are unimaginable that's what is cool about the idea of vampire <laughs> what i have to suck somebody's blood every once in a while <laughs> who cares i get to look like a freaking god i get to dance around on people's graves i mean heck yeah i mean <laughs> my gosh it's got real dark 
But yeah, I mean, that's what that is what is nice about Crowley and their group. And they're, they're, they're not necessarily evil. They're just really cool. I also like the fact that even even characters I didn't like at first end up liking. Like Shinra, I did not like at first. And then they somehow made him like a really likable character with his interaction with uh, Yorichi. Just the, the whole element of this is what really needs to be done. It's not about being cold hearted. It's about we're going to die if you don't do this kind of thing. It was, I like that they're making all these characters just so likable and entertaining. Even, even Wesker for a little time that we had him. I do, cool. I do hate that the, that, that a couple of the characters have fallen to the wayside in this aspect of the, the, the battle is dra- dragged out for how many episodes now? I mean, a lot of the characters have fallen to the wayside in their developments and th- a lot of those developments need to be done. And I think that that's probably going to be one of the things that I'm going to be more frustrated with on this. I, I think it's more of a thing of they do the, de- they did a lot of development at the very beginning of the season. Uh, so much that it kind of blew my mind um, because I didn't really expect it from the show. And then they kind of just say, okay, battle's happening. Let's put that to the side. We're not going to force a bunch of developments when there's technically a battle going on. Let's go do this battle, then come back out, and we'll 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 address some other things in in the min- meantime. Maybe we'll address some things here and there if it's for if it's needed to win a, a situation like you know having you uh, knocked out right now. I'm sure we'll have some kind of development having there, uh, especially with Micah falling finding him probably. I th- I like that. I like developments, but at the same time, I also like developments through hardships and not forcing. Okay, like like a Walking Dead kind of thing where there's a battle happening and these two characters both end up in the same room to, to catch their breath and then they're forcing some stupid little in dialogue between each other to show you that this person believes in this kind of uh, decision-making this person believes in this type of decision-making. I don't need that. There's a battle happening right now kind of thing. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, what else do we have? Uh, do you have anything on K Return of Kings? Uh, I guess we can talk about uh, a certain thing that's been kind of happening with K Return of Kings. We're up to episode nine. Uh, so again, if you're not up to episode nine of K, skip forward, pause, all that good stuff. Um, the big thing that's been happening with this this season so far, besides like the whole element of the green group trying to gather all the irregulars and the whole aspect of Neko being something special and. Of course, the slates being given out and everybody getting powers, but there was a certain guy. <laughs> I, I can't believe you brought him up. Gosh. Uh, what happened here recently is Fushimi just basically insulted the Blue King, uh, left the group, and like we kind of assumed, he went off and joined the Green Group, uh, or Nagare and, and, and the Jungle Group. But the thing that we kind of were talking about after that episode was really this, yeah, it, it was one of those things where I kind of seen it coming from a mile away. The, the moment they had this whole new group come up, it was like, I don't, it doesn't surprise me if Fushimi sees a more powerful group and goes to them because that's what he did with Homura and Sector 6? Sector 4. Sector 4. So this is, it doesn't surprise me. But then I'm like, what, what if he really technically is still with the blue team or the the blues sector four and he's just 
becoming a double agent. I mean, he's a smart guy. They've always shown that he's a smart guy. He's not a likable guy, <laughs> but I think that's his character. But I thought it was, it's really fascinating the the struggle that we're kind of having with they can technically go the route of him just wanting to go wherever a better group is. But there's also a we can grant the writer some credit if they decide to just go the route of he's a smart guy. He's seen the best way to take down this group is to get kicked out of the blue and go join the green and destroy them from the inside. I, and I don't necessarily see him as being a double agent. I see him as being the kind that he well, obviously, sees because something. He's broken all ties. Yeah. He's, he's not talking with Sari. He's not talking with, uh, I don't have the lieutenant guy's name for some reason. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. yeah. I, I see him as the type that would go in and do what he thinks needs to be done to deal with the situation. Now, what will irritate me is if he truly does go out and actually try to kill one of the one of the lieutenants or above. That will irritate me. That'll irritate me to no end. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be troubling because we know we're going to see him on the battlefield. And, of course, probably Yada's going to find him and they're going to have their little exchanges. But uh, it was really cool to kind of realize that. And we kind of realized it with at some point midway through the first season is this element of. Technically, Fushimi has multiple powers. He's been in the he's been in with Homaro at the Reds, and when he went to, to join Sector Four in the Blues, he still had the Red Flame with him. He still had that power, and they they showed it. So now, technically, he he never he never really got kicked out, and he joined the Green. So now he technically has three powers. Right. And I'm wondering if they're going to that's why, that's why bank we, on the idea I mean, of him essentially becoming a, a king through multiple powers. And 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 we we were pointing out the idea that maybe he is a colorless king. <laughs> he is by far one of the more interesting characters, least likable character, right. but he is by far one of the most interesting characters because of the fact that he shows that a person can actually have more than one power and and now they're showing that he can actually have three powers which that makes him even more interesting um and it would be really cool to see him become you know a silver uh vassal and you know go go from each one of these kings but at the same time that there's also this frustration in him is um while he has some of the more interesting writing he's not one of the more relatable characters he doesn't it's not that he's not um i don't know how to put it he's just it's not that he's just not likable he's just not relatable i i i understand his his idea of seeing where the winds blow that's where i'm gonna go but at the same time i don't understand his mindset of yeah, I can see the idea. He he feels like the outcast, but he's never really come off as the type that is just latching on to anybody. Does that make sense? It it doesn't. He's, he's never given time to connect with with you because he's not really. Yeah, like he he had the whole thing with Sari not really liking this whole situation at all. She's very upset with the idea with the idea of him leaving. She's been the first character that's really had any kind of looks like a solid connection with with Fushimi, um, even though you have the whole Yada screaming every two seconds. Fushimi, well, yeah, but that's thing, that's but, more rivalry. That's not necessarily a 
Right, but Sari is but the first Ceri one does, to have a true yeah. care for him. Granted, you can probably say an element of brotherhood care that Yada has for Shishima, even though he does have that rivalry thing going on. He he technically was his friend a long time ago. They were together on the side of the road, kicked to the to the ditch together. And so he that's why he feels so betrayed by why, by Fushimi leaving. Well, and 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 a lot of the other characters have shown uh, an actual care for him. I mean, Anna is a perfect example. She actually has shown care for Fushimi, but it's never been he's obviously the lone wolf. I'm not I'm outside of the group. So that's that's not that's not it's 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 him himself. I mean, it's he doesn't show any interest in. Yeah, whenever he's on the screen, it's like I never care to see him. When he pops on the screen, I, I sigh because it's like, oh, it's him we again. all we all go. But at the same time, <laughs> he's a cool character. He does have a lot of he he doesn't have any. It doesn't he doesn't have a a dynamic to himself, but he does have an interesting route he's going in. He he has a path that he's going through that you can you can sit there and. The only character that has had more of a, what's the term I'm trying to think of, like a a road that he's gone down, a, a, a path of destruction or whatever you want to call it, is maybe Shiro with his whole, the the element of, with him and the, and the Colors King. Nobody else has really had that kind of a path that you can look back at besides maybe those two characters, maybe, uh, maybe Anna. But those are those are the two characters you can really kind of follow them and go, wow, they've actually been through a lot. Yeah, and that's that's really the cool thing about it. Um, as for any other character this season, it has been too much, but it's still cool. I I, did, I didn't see the Greek Greg King coming in out of anywhere. They need so. to stop doing the little uh, dangling the Neko information out there. That that's getting they need annoying. To, they need to address it. They uh, definitely need to address it. Not in a five-second blurb at the end right. of the last episode. Don't do that. We have what? What three episodes left? You know, I can I can almost see them making a, a movie out of it. That definitely seems like that. Well, they they've already kind of have the chaos happening. They already have pretty much the what seems like the pieces in play, um, especially with like Fushimi. Um, and I I can see the fact that they're trying to find the what do they call them the irregulars. What are they called? She's called one of them. She's an irregular. They, they call her regulars. Irregular. Was something else. Yeah. Um, I can see her being addressed with the rest of the regulars because he specifically said he, they're looking for irregulars. They're not looking for people with power. They're looking for irregulars. I'm not quite sure why causing all this chaos creates great irregulars. Uh, who knows? Maybe the irregulars are just the people that aren't part of the group that are getting the power, which are kind of showing already. So. Gathering them all up, maybe she'll be involved with that. Uh, who knows? But yeah, yeah, he definitely shows an interest towards Neko. Yeah, I mean they call her by name. I don't remember the name yeah. is, but they call her by name. Uh, let's see here. Next one we have is Perfect Insider, or 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 everything becomes F. We're up to episode nine. As I as I predicted last week, the uh, the bombshell has been pretty much dropped. What I, what's cool though is even though they again we're episode nine perfect insider so if you have not watched it pause skip forward whatever what's cool is they they revealed this big old thing and yet there's still so many things to unpack and I like that I was I, I remember when I I pointed out the fact that they could be bringing out that final thing for us to just talk about this week and I was saying it kind of fearful we kind of agreed that they're not going to show everything because then you're going to have a couple episodes of nothing. But they still manage to do that. They they drop this huge bomb. Like, this is how 
the murder pretty much happened, but there's still some questions to be to be answered, and that's what I kind of really, still really like. But it was cool. It, it was this um, the moment where I think it was the fact that he kept pointing out that you didn't talk to 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 uh, Magata, and then he said he repeats a second time. They went in. The killer went in with her. Fifteen years ago, I was like, that was the moment where I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> she was pregnant!" And yeah, I kind of agree with you. You kind of point out that it's not a thing of it making you feel stupid about it. It's like, yeah, technically, you could have probably you could have drew that conclusion if you if you wanted to. It didn't spell it out completely, so you would you would be guessing, but it was still cool. I mean, it yeah. was. Technically, it was quite laid out there that she was having this sexual relation with this guy. Right. Her uncle. Was it uncle? No, it just just a director of... Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was just really cool. It was like, yeah, technically, they kept pointing this out that they were, they were having this relationship. And then they went in together, and I was like, oh, my gosh, why didn't I see that coming? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 yeah, I did, I did point that out. I, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's like... When I watched uh, Daganropa and I, 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 or or we were talking about Rampo Katan, it's like we want to in, enjoy these mysteries for what they are. You know, drop little hints here and there, and you and and just you know have fun. Expect something of me. Toy, yeah. And then, but at the same time, if you if you drop something on me, and it's like I totally didn't see that coming. It's like. But at the same time, I didn't walk away from it going, gosh, dang, I feel like an idiot. Why didn't I see that? I mean, all the all the clues were there the entire time. It's like, no, it, it it's like, no, they're just, she was pregnant. <laughs> Duh, that makes perfect sense. The, the, the Legos, I'm going through all these little things. It's like, the Legos were driving me nuts. I could not understand. I mean, I just... And the balloons, uh, you know, and the balloons. I, I, I just kind of passed it off as okay. She's, uh, she's super genius and she's got eccentric traits. I, I, whatever. I mean, they were talking about the TV. I was like, whatever. She's she was bored. She's bored. I mean, <laughs> maybe she wanted to play an only NES game and she needed two monitor, <laughs> two screen. Who knows? And, and but when they popped up with the baby, it was like that makes perfect sense. Now the the Legos make perfect sense. All this stuff makes perfect sense. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't didn't point out, or it didn't dawn on me, but everything becomes F. They were stuck on 15, 15 years. 15 years, uh, perfect insider. Yeah, that was like, (laughs) it was was funny because the episode ended, I was like, perfect insider, of course. (laughs) Now, the the question really, it's obvious that they've kind of already pointed out the fact that the person that she talked to on that video call was the daughter. Um, the the question really then becomes what is involved at this point. I'm still seeing them sticking to the aspect of her moving on into the digital realm because she's obviously uh, Moe's obviously talked to her already. There, of course, uh, Saikawa directly talked to her when she spoke when he spoke to uh, the robot thing. What was he, what were they calling the robot? When he was talking it's to the- robot, he 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 he. he, he addressed her as uh, Magata. So obviously she's in the system. It's just kind of one of those things of wondering why is she doing this at this point? Did she go in there not knowing she was Mag- pregnant, Ma- had the baby? Magata, Magata could be the kid's name too. Shiki is her first name. 
Margareta is her her family name. So you so th- the well, kid could have. The, where's the kid's body then at that point? The kid is not in the in the room. The kid's running around the lab. Right, she's not the. That's what I'm saying. The mother, Magata, is in the system. Is what I'm possibly. Saying. Um, I'm I'm thinking for sure because it seems like she's still talking. Well, it, that was her conversation with the daughter. So, yeah, I don't know. They said that the, the um, question really is that when I, she it, was in when she was in the in the in the tube thing, uh, they said that somebody initiated a initiated her talking to that person. Yeah. So I mean, it is possible that they're talking to the the kid, but you know, that's it, it, that's one of those things. Is it, it's still out there in the open? I I mean. Yeah, my thing is, I'm I'm wondering if they're still going to play off of a little bit of uh, science fiction with the element of putting yourself, your entire self, into a, a computer. Because I still think that that's a thing that she would progress to if she's really, really smart. She wants to progress progress to this element of being without a body, this this body that you don't you don't really necessarily need. Yeah, you're still toying with the idea of the seven souls that she supposedly had. Right. And, I mean, there, there's still that aspect of how does Moe fit, fit into the entire thing. I mean, I mean, there's not much Moe in the show. There's not much Moe in the oh, show. Oh, the, the character. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, There is still that aspect of how does she fit into the entire thing. Because I still think, and it, I, I mean, hate me if all you, all you want, but... She is definitely a key player and not in the same way that uh, Sensei is. I mean, he's he's there as the detective, the the person that you're there for. Uh, Nishinosono is... She is a different type of key. It's not just the I'm trying to figure this thing out thing. There seems to be a connection between her and Magata. You yep. already kind of pointed that out. Mm-hmm. My thing is really the, the cool questions that are still there is what is the daughter's play in this? What What is the daughter's opinion on what's happening? Uh, again, how f- where is uh, the mother? Is she in the system or is she, is she completely dead? Um, all these elements are kind of still there. Why did they kill the guy at the helicopter? There's got to be some reason why they would go out of their way in order to kill him. Because Why she had to get off, off of the island. She Obviously. Off the island. She killed her, the guy and left the helicopter <laughs> there. You're doing a terrible job getting off the island if you no, kill somebody. No, he was landing when, when he came down and he was dead. Yeah, and he killed her and the helicopter's still there, though. The helicopter's not gone. It's not gone anymore. No, they... they, they flew, she can swim she was to. He was landing when he died. They're downloading, they're downloading the mother into the helicopter. <laughs> I still think Yukihiro, that guy's a creep. He, he's he got to be doing something with whole, I I've not once dropped my guard with that guy because he just creeps me out. He's a creepy guy. I think I think the next episode is going to be the bomb dropper. She downloaded herself into the creepy guy's brain. Yeah, the entire episode is going to be one. But big we only bomb. have, I think, I mean, the two world episodes? is just going, the, the world is going to explode the second that that episode starts. Literally, the entire world explodes mm-hmm. when that episode starts. Like yeah. our world or the world in the show. Well, everything is inside. Everything's F. Everything is F. Which is stands 15. for fifteen, obviously. Faboom. <laughs> everything becomes faboom. There's eleven episodes. So we only have two more. Yeah, that's that's crazy. 
that's 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 no way to my though. They like they like those weird numbers. Uh, last one we have to talk about is Noragami Aragoto. Show's been absolute crap. Aragoto. Episode show, ten. The whole show's been crap. Again, ten of what thirteen? I'm, I, I, I don't even this want to talk about it. It's been such crap. My gosh, this show is just crazy. It's crap. Crazy. It's crap. Crazy awesome. Crazy boring. awesome. Crazy awesome. Chris hates it, but I like it. <laughs> uh, I thought he would like because it now has Nora, and suddenly the show becomes interesting for him. And he starts paying attention. Uh, no, hey, that's a joke. That's hey. a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> Um, I I like how the show continuously ex- it, it dives in the element of how fragile the connection is between the human world and the gods because they had that. I kind of didn't like that they re brought up the element of Hiori forgetting them and having to remember them, but they did it in a different way to address the element of forgetting without an outside. Yeah, without being forced. Something, yeah, something forcing it to happen is how easy that can be. Break. Just don't spend time for with him for a couple days and you've forgotten about him. And it, they play in that alongside the element of a, a god disappearing and her fears of being the only reason that he's there, even though we've kind of already addressed that, he, that she's not the only reason. I like that. I, I thought it was kind of cool. I This recent episode kind of opened the door, opened up the heavens a little more. I kind of like seeing that the gods weren't completely uh, submissive to the heavens. They had this whole element of we've we've fought you guys before and we could do it again. And I was like, whoa, okay, that just opened. I thought they were completely like sub, you know submissive to the the heavens and to have this element of yeah, technically they can stand up for themselves. They're not they're not cowering at this heavens council kind of thing. A lot of the really cool things they're doing. I I can't. There's too many things. It's it's been it's been well really well done. I I it's just cool that we had that first arc and we were afraid that it was gonna kind of drop away and it's still keeping yeah cool. they, they they it's not as like gut ripping as the first arc was they they ab- oh yeah the first four episodes was abs was four or five or six I like six it it absolutely from from the get go it just absolutely was dragging the entire thing it was like. Okay, you're watching. Come on. <laughs> and he grabbed me by the hair and just started yanking me through. And it's like, yeah, that was pretty epic. Um, but yeah, I like the second arc because it's actually delving into some really cool aspects of, of world building. And at the same time, it's uh, it's it's delving into a couple of characters that I've really wanted and delved into for a long time. So yeah, I'm I'm totally on board. It was the first six episodes. Was that was that entire arc? Um, but man, it was just even like the visual design and everything with like uh, Bishamon's fight with the the phantoms in there. Like, oh my gosh, it was just gorgeous seeing her fighting that big, huge demon one as it was going after the friends. Just she looked gorgeous. The lighting, the the I don't know how else to say it. The camera angles, so to speak, was just. So well done. I, I I can't really speak enough on how much I've enjoyed this arc so far. I thought it was kind of cool with uh, kind of accidentally spoiled a few things on, on where the show is going from here within the next episode, which we've, if you've looked at the preview for the next episode past episode 10, you'll kind of know. But uh, I like how expansive they are with, it. there's so many characters in the show. This is another one that I had trouble with which one to put on there because there's so many regalias. Um, just seeing each one of the individuals, even like 
I was mentioning to Chris, I had the, the girl that got corrupted by the, the phantom when Kagaha was doing his thing, uh, diving into the, the name schemes. I didn't even realize before with the, with Kazuma, how his name is different than everybody else having a hot at the end of their names is because he was from the, the previous group of Regalias and she named them all with Ma. Uh, or was it Uma? I think it was just Ma. And then here's the new group, and they all have Ha at the end of, the, of their names. Just There's so much to this world that they're kind of just expanding with this season. It just keeps moving forward and forward. I, I liked that one of the things that you had pointed out, the idea of um, the, the Noras. One of the downsides to a Nora is the fact that, oh, well, um, <laughs> hey, the other You're guy can yank it out of your hand. <laughs> that was really cool. They, they were fighting, and, and he called her name. I was like... It didn't hit me at first, and I'm like, no, that was screwed <laughs> up. Uh, good job, Gato. Don't don't bring a Nora to a fight I, against another god. I like the idea that they, they're they're toying with the idea of the 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 um they're doing a the lot regalia, of the, thing the too. regalias versus the blessed vessels and why the blessed vessels are something important and then then they brought in, like Andrew was saying, the the Heavenly Council guys, and it's like, okay, these guys sound like they're really, really awesome. And then the Blessed Vessels just walk out there, and they're like, get out of the way. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> wow. So the Heavenly Council having a regalia, that's got to be a powerful regalia. And then it shows Cosmo and them walking up, and it's like, never mind. Not even not even just the, the Blessed Vessels. They, they even had some of her other just regular vessels or regalias coming in, and they were... Obviously, I would think that they were fighting, too. I don't think it was just Kazuma. But yeah, that, that kind of downplayed them a lot. Uh, but I like also that they're playing a lot, a lot on the element of rebirth in the gods, which is kind of an interesting element, too. I mean, we had the whole first ex- six episodes. We were constantly going, okay, Kagaha want, wants to have Bishamon re- rebirth. And it's like, so that he can raise her and be her blessed vessel kind of thing. And I'm like... Man, do you think they're gonna? You think they're gonna no, kill off she, I, I don't mean, think. I, like, I don't. Seriously? I don't think he said that he wanted to be the uh, the blessed vessel. I think he wanted to be an exo- exeter or exardar, yeah, whatever. The, her her main yeah, the main chief one kind of thing. Yeah, the, the leader of the, only, the regalias. Only only somebody who truly believes in what their uh, their god is doing becomes a blessed vessel for them. Right, right, right. Sorry, I misspoke. No, I was just trying to help. I know. I wasn't so trying somebody to else doesn't do it on the forums. But no, I, I I like I like that help that element that we were really questioning. Are they really going to? They had, and what we came to the conclusion was is like you can't kill off Bishamon because there's too much character development that will happen from her living through this. She's going to realize that Yato wasn't against her. She's going to realize that she's going down a bad path. She's going to realize that this. Uh, Kagaha is is betraying her. She's going to realize that her people are being slaughtered over there. It would have been too easy for Yato to have killed her in that battle because then there's all of these things that they can address that would just go poof, gone. But the fact that they kept her around allowed her to have that development, which is really cool. And I think it's going to be even cooler going forward as we as we see that she's uh, going to Yato and cool stuff. Just yes. way cool stuff, and then and they're playing again with with the I don't have his name on here because I don't think I could find a picture to to match it with, but the 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 other god that is is messing with the the phantom name Ebisu Ebisu yeah Ebisu was it Ebisu or was that Ebisu was was his thing Ebisu no I think his name is Ebisu okay 
Um, but yeah, he's. I didn't really care much for him, but then when they started getting to the, the later parts of episode ten, it started kind of really kind of liking his character. As you kind of seen that he was, he, he's rubbing off on Yato on the idea of really truly caring about human the humanity, even though he's being used for wrong purposes. He really does have an honestly good reason for what he's doing. Everybody works to have a shrine and get favor from people. He is working to just save lives. He sees that the, the Phantoms are doing something that's causing lives to be lost. He wants to, oh, to stop everything. I totally missed that. Yeah, he, it shows him for a brief moment in a scene which looked like it was probably a, a suicide or something like that. And he started talking about how these these phantoms attached to people and, and cause them to see misfortune. He doesn't want to see that anymore. Um, and it really, like, all the way up into that point, I was going, this guy is just an idiot. He's just, he's a quote-unquote mad scientist. He, His whole thing is just to try to produce something that is not possible. And then within that brief moment with him, it, it kind of just opened up everything and said, no, this is what he is. And then you're going, I don't want to see this guy die. It was like it went from this guy gets rebirthed all the time. Everybody kind of lets it happen because there's obviously something happening behind the scenes. And then now I don't want to see him die because they just showed me his past, how they're like, oh, he gets rebirthed all the time. It's it's nothing. What is that? That's when you die. And no, I don't care about dying. And Yato's not, not wanting him to die. And it just it, it was so so well done. I, I, I like a lot of the writing in the show. And did I mention that before? <laughs> I like a lot of the writing in the show. Even Suzuhai with his whole thing of, of being separate from Bishamon and and uh the planting the trees and, and that one girl seeing him and that kind of bond that they had. I really need to watch the OVA because I know they get into that tree a lot and I keep forgetting about that, but really good stuff. Really good stuff. I, w- I want some development on Iha. I really do. I think I, I know like that, that I, I love know that they didn't. I love that they didn't kill, kick her out too. I was like, I, yeah. I was like, when they when they hit, when she kicked out Kaga, uh, Kagaha, I was like, oh, or Kugaha, I was like, oh no, she's gonna kick her out too. And they're like, yeah, we did a, uh, what they called it, the. It was basically a, 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 a uh, the, the three way borderline, yeah, confessional thing. We all know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> um, they did the whole thing and. She got fixed, and I was like, "Oh, thank you so much." Because <laughs> it, it really she's, does suck she's, to kind of look and, into and, her and past. And, yeah, it would be it would be a lot of fun to see her 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 path into descent. I mean, we know what happened. Ablution, ablution, ablution. That's it. Ablution. It would be really cool to see her descent. Why? How that ended up happening? And we all understand. I mean, it, they they've pretty much implied that. It wasn't that Bishamon didn't like her. It was that she couldn't use her at any more. She got replaced. And, and that's why she had the disdain for the girl with the bun up. But they, I don't think they've really... I've seen a spoiler as to what it is, but I don't think that they specifically said it in the episode. So I'm, I'm holding my tongue. <laughs> um, but I, I thought that, yeah, like, she, her struggle was that she thought she was doing something right and she wasn't. And then she... She's seen the flaw in that, but it was too late. And I like that they didn't they didn't kick her out because of that. That would be totally Tinjin move right there, Bishamon. So you can't do that. <laughs> Tinjin kicks him out. You don't kind of thing. Um, but of course, Bishamon's whole thing with with keeping so many regalias around is is really cool too. So 
oh, there's so much to unpack, and it's only been ten episodes. I love it for that, and I'm happy that I got the uh, the first season coming. I want the second season immediately when it comes out. Good stuff. Um, that's all we have. Unless you can think of any of the shows I didn't put in the list that you really want to talk about. I doubt it. Chivalry Fell Knight's breaking all the rules. So, <laughs> I just want to point that out. I think that's the only reason I put it in the list. I want to point out that it's breaking the rules. Uh, I don't think I have any of those in there. Nope, nope, nope. Yep, that's it. And we, 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 we were discussing it. I think that those those two shows are, are going to be one of those that you almost have to binge it by itself. You know, is because I mean we've talked yeah. about it. We, we we were going back and forth. It's, it's like it's getting better separating them now. Yeah, I, it, I mean, Chivalry of the Feld Knight. I, we were discussing it. I like Chivalry of the Feld Knight because I like the characters. I like Asterisk War because I like the story. And the the neither of them really. I, I like Chivalry of the Feld Knight a little bit more because I like the characters a bit more. <laughs> I almost think it's a good thing to get them meshed together because you almost like you have a full story. <laughs> you have a full show. By really, just take the blondie from no, that see, one and yeah, put her over so in this cool one. The whole idea is to, I think, would be cool, and most, pretty much what we do is going back and forth is the, is just to kind of consider them to be in the same world, and but they're just in two different locations, and you're kind of jumping back and forth between the two of them, and then the side characters within the two of them, and then you get it, and like, then throw the thirty fifth test platoon in there. Just for the fun of it. No, that one's that one's its own <laughs> its own beast of I don't know what to think of that show. I I, I don't know how I'm gonna decide on that one, but I think the characters are cute at least. So it's got that going for it. That's about it. Yeah, that's it. We hope you all enjoyed this spoiler cast. Um, to all those that actually was able to stick through all that, um, we hope that you guys enjoyed. Uh, again, you can check us out at takuspirit.com. That's where you can go for all our news, reviews, and coverage of new anime, as well as our forum at the top with our community of great people. We hope that you all enjoy. Definitely give us our, your feedback, but remember to put it in spoiler tags for all the people that are going to be listening to this. Some might not have listened to all of it, so put your show, Even better, the episode yeah. count, in a spoiler tag, or go to our. I would I would go cast. specifically to the threads for that that show. Yeah, go um, to the, the forums. There's a simulcast uh, discussion forums. You can go in there and find that particular show and comment. It probably would be better that way. I mean, yeah, we we like to have the anime cast discussion in there, but. With these particular shows, it might be better to just put them in that. I mean, do you think that's... Unless you're replying to something specifically that we say. Um, just like, I thought again, of that, too. Make sure too, to put but... the, the show, the episode, in the spoiler tag. Yeah. Make Otherwise, sure. don't bother. Right. <laughs> uh, but again, we hope you enjoyed, and we thank you all for listening. And y'all take care. Oh,